0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Howdy, howdy,
2: howdy, howdy, howdy everybody! Welcome to the Left of Straight Show. It is Monday, April 6, 2020. I am your host, Scott Fullerton, and it is a musical Monday here on the Left of Straight Show. I've got two great singer-songwriters coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's check in with everybody and see how you're doing during Corona 2020. I hope you're all staying healthy, sane, and safe as we... Keep through the second month of social distancing and staying-at-home rules. Uh, I have to admit, I'm a little stir-crazy, and even Mama Linda, you guys know my mom, uh, she's getting a little restless, and she never gets bored. She usually goes out with her bridge group and maybe the doctor appointments, that's about it, but she needs to get out of the house pretty soon here. I've gone a couple of drives uh, to some isolated lakes in my area, do some walks every couple days, and then I'm walking around the neighborhood on others. I go to the grocery store, usually I go once a week if I have to, and that's about it. I've gone to picked up takeout food twice, just because I am so sick of cooking every freaking day, but uh, other than that, I'm doing very well, we're very healthy, am so glad to hear that. I hope you're all doing good. They say that they're hoping this week will be the worst at the tip of the curve. We might see things getting better after this week, so we will see what's happening with that. Um, take some time, do a little self-improvement if you're stuck at home, uh, learn a language, try something you've always wanted to learn at home. There's some great content on social media out there these days. So, And actually, guys, I'm going to go ahead and just, he's not expecting it, but my buddy Brandon is uh, listening in and calling in for us to chat. And he's a music artist himself. So Musical Monday, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the opposite side of where I'm at in Northeast Ohio, Portland, Oregon, and let's bring in my buddy Brandon Carmody on the line. Brandon, how are we doing today, buddy?
3: Hi, Scott. Thank you for having me on live from Portland, Oregon.
2: I'm excited to have you. I know you were expecting it, but I'm I'm bored talking to myself. Just having another person at the house to talk to besides my mother is a beautiful thing. So, welcome aboard, my friend. <laughs>
3: No, it's true what you were saying. Well, this is a very stressful time. One thing that I agree with is that we should all be checking on our LGBTQ brothers and sisters for safety, sanity, and a mental health check. That's very important during this trying time.
2: Definitely, definitely it is. And uh, like I said, it's just a a weird time for everybody. It's something we've been through as a nation, never all together. So, it's something we're all kind of experiencing for the first time. And now you have your own radio show. Of course, you have the great GBC Radio News. Um, you're starting that up again, so more great content out there. How are you finding it in the, in the age of corona? Is it interesting, challenging? I'm seeing a little bit of both here.
3: Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, we're going to give a quick peek behind the curtain. Thank you for that. Um, our, our new project is called GBC News Radio. We thought it was dead been dead in the water for like eight months but the coronavirus has reinvigorated it. I have a crew of ten people. I have about as many people as Star Trek Picard. See what I did there? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I have some fantastic people on board and they're doing their own shows and part of me wants to just sit back and run the controls and be like, they're awesome. So I've almost forgotten to do my own show. I need to remind myself to do that. But most of their shows are about the coronavirus impact on their lives, their employment, the people they know, and it's an interwoven topic into our daily fabric of our lives. No matter who you talk to right now, Scott.
2: Yeah, it really is a little part of everybody. And do these have set times they can listen to these guys, or is it just uh, best to look at listen to the podcast distributor? What's the easiest way to listen to these shows? Here.
3: Uh, we're going to do Mondays and Tuesdays, prime time, mostly evening. So our shows tonight, were at 3, 4, and 5 o'clock. That's why I'm free right now. So we just did three shows for three hours in a row tonight.
2: Wow, that's fantastic. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, lots of good stuff out there. Like I said, I'm glad you guys are back on the air. I'm enjoying me back on for our season. We started back up again last month. There is so much great content out there. I mean, i uh, you can't say you're bored. I mean, you could be using a pot of Internet space, but you can't be bored. Is there anything that you're particularly liking when you have time to decompress?
3: Um, the only show that I had time for and that I was faithful to was Picard, which had its season finale, and I know that you are probably well aware. I'm going to give you a spoiler-free I thought it was fantastic for fans of the Star Trek TNG era. It was a real treat. This was a real treat. And they found a very clever way to set it up for a great season two. So I'm excited to see what they do. Um, One new content thing that people can check out, which I've heard on television today, I think it's called Quibi. It's Jeffrey Katzenberg is releasing content that's 10 minutes or less. I think they're doing a three-month trial. Quibi, Quibi, something like that. So, there's lots of new content options out there, lots of free one, two, and three month trials, too.
2: Very good. Very good. Picard is most excellent adventure. And I know you are a huge Trekkie. So, I'm sure you enjoyed every second of that. Yeah, Quibi is brand new, started today. I was going to mention that for a second. There is a three month trial, three month free trial right now. Um, you can sign up today and get three months free, and then it's 4 99 a month with, uh, with ads, or it's seven ninety nine a month for ad-free content. And every celebrity you can think of is putting a show on here because there's not a lot of time commitment involved. Each show is under 10 minutes, lots of shows on it, and it's all about just quick attention span fun. I mean, we've gone to such low attention span that nothing is over 10 minutes. But, I mean, uh, anyone you anyone who's anybody has a show on there, um, they have uh, a rule. I saw it. Where I, I, you know me. I haven't saw me a lot. So I was up at 5 in the morning here, and it launched this morning. So I picked it up this morning because I've been tracking it. And I watched a couple of shows. The, the one LGBT content, they have what's called the game show, G-A-Y-M-E show. Freaking hilarious. It's basically – they're trying to find their straight queen of the day, the, a straight that can be qu- um, queen of queen of the straights for a day. And it's pretty much hilarious, kind of a cross between, um, God, I can't even say, qu- qu- cross between maybe newlywed game and if you've ever saw Game Show, the game show uh, with Guy um, Branham, kind of in between that. But these two gay guys host it, they bring straight guys on, uh, doing these different little fun categories. And that's a lot of fun. Then they have um, a really kind of cool, um, heartwarming one called, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not sure, that it's a million thanks or thanks a thanks a million, I think it's called. And they're having 10 different celebrities to start with, um, give someone that's inspired them or, made a difference in their life somehow hit on their heart and they're giving these each of these 10 celebrities are going out and giving the person inspired them a hundred thousand dollars with the caveat that they have to then take half of that for themselves and give the other half away so the next person gives keep the first person keeps 50 and gives 50 away and the next person keeps 25 and gives 25 away. So it's a trickle-down effect of three people. And it's different subways. The ones I saw was Kevin Hart and Nick Jonas and um, Jennifer Lopez were the first three on the series. So it's some fun fun content, but quick, 10 minutes each. I enjoyed it.
3: Um, One last thought on that. The reason that it caught my attention, Scott, is that I'm a huge 24 fan, and when they showed a brief glimpse of Kiefer Sutherland with the flak jacket almost looking like he was saying his catchphrase, I thought, oh, my God, they got Kiefer Sutherland to do some alternate version of Jack Bauer. That captured my interest. Um, and I know it's off topic, but I do have something important to tell you about the coronavirus, a big development. Please do. Unfortunately, this was breaking over the weekend, a top group of scientists figured it out on Friday night and they actually called the white house to inform the white house that more than 50% of coronavirus, you know, positive folks are going to be asymptomatic and it's not just simply transmitted through coughs and sneezes and droplets but it can be literally conversational like if you and I were in a room together or having a conversation that could spread the virus And it will also linger in the air for up to three hours. So that's part of why it's spreading so rampantly. So the CDC's recommendation since Saturday is that everyone do wear masks. Now that there's been a huge reveal that almost anyone can be an asymptomatic carrier of the coronavirus, I am really highly advocating for masks, 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 masks. If you go to the grocery store, masks, please, for yourself and for others. I'm doing it.
2: Yeah, it's very well said, and you're right. It, it is becoming – they are learning more about the airborne quality of it is lasting longer than they thought. They thought originally that that six-feet distancing kind of – the sneeze or cough goes for six feet and then relatively quickly drops to the ground, but they're finding it staying airborne for, as you said, about three hours. So you're right, very very important. And a mask doesn't block anything, everything, but it does um, – does stop a lot of things. It keeps you from spreading it to others. It doesn't necessarily stop others from doing it to you. If there's someone not wearing wearing a mask and they cough and everything, we have membranes around our eyes and our nose. That's why they tell us not to touch our face. So the mask will help you a little bit, but we have a lot of open pores that we can still get the virus on. So it doesn't protect you as much as it protects you from giving it to others. And as you said, everyone's so asymptomatic carriers that don't even know it. That's the important, you're actually saving other people's lives. So very good point on that. And when you do wear a mask, be sure to take it off with the hand strips and wash your hands directly. Never touch the mask the entire time it's on your face. But good points. Good points all, Brandon. Thank you for that.
3: One one last one, and this will be exclusive to your show, because I actually can't say this on my show, Scott, but I have potentially been exposed. Yeah. Uh,
2: Sorry to hear that. I think we all kind of might have anyone that's gone out. But yeah, you gotta you have to self quarantine as much as you can then, and be, just be careful. We're well, luckily for our age group, it's not quite as bad. But there are people that's happening in every age group now, and it's equal in sexes too. Before they thought it was mostly men, and now I think it's equal men and women, pretty close. So be careful, my friend.
3: Yeah, thank you. I I was in a situation this weekend where I was with a group of people that someone in my group confirmed that they have a COVID-19 positive patient in their household, which means they've been exposed, which means I've been exposed. So I'm, I'm really nervous. Today has been a tough day, realizing that I've potentially been exposed in the last 24 hours from a specific source. At least I can identify the
2: source. Right, right. My mama Linda got scared last night. I mean, my mom is 81 years old, so she is in the prime age group. She has diabetes, and she has other things. So she's one of the prime risk factors. So she has not literally left the house, I think, one time in five weeks. And she last night started catching a cold, and we got really scared. And I said, well, the good thing is she's sneezing and a runny nose, and that's not a symptom of this. One of the things you want to look for is if you lose your um, scent, if you lose your – your your sense of smell or taste, that's one of the biggest leading factors right now. Is that it's, that's become a very common symptom of it? If you lose your taste or smell, that's it. If you have a runny nose, you do not have it. Um, it that that's not one of the symptoms. It could be in combination with something else. But so she was a little worried last night, but uh, she's not as much anymore. So we're good on that. She thinks uh, a cold. Very very good. I hope everything works
3: out. Scott, one other thing uh, public transit in Portland, Oregon is restricting buses to 10 people, and they put these very Dustin Hoffman killer virus movie esque signs to block off the spaces. It really does look like a horror film, and the buses are leaving many people behind. That stops telling them, you know, we're at the 10 person limit, we can't take any more it's really turned
2: into kind of a frightening situation. Yikes, I bet. man. And public transportation is so good in Portland to begin with. So that makes it really hard. People rely on it a lot because it's such a good system to begin with. Well, Brandon Carmody, I want everyone to listen to Gay ABC News. I appreciate you uh, letting me kidnap you on air for a couple of minutes that you weren't expecting. I've got to jump into this. We've got a couple of guests here. Thanks for listening in, my friend, and I will talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. All right. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into this Musical Monday. I have two fantastic guests. These are pre-taped. As you know, most of the season, are pre-taped, we're coming at you live for openings and closings. But uh, first up, I have a fantastic singer out of New York City. His name is Eris. He was on the show last uh, once before with his last album, Love. And he has a brand-new album he's creating now, which – What else can you do being trapped in Corona era? And of course, being the epicenter in New York city, we had a lot to talk about today. So I'm going to play Eris here coming on in just a second. And then for our second interview today, I was so excited to be able to talk to Zach day. Zach is on the current season of the voice. He was picked to be on John legend's team. Unfortunately got knocked out in the battle rounds, but he has some great stories to talk about the voice and his singing. And he has some amazing uh, songs of his own So let's go ahead and play Eris here. I'll be back in between to introduce Zach and wrap it up in a bit. So, guys, you're listening to the Left of Straight show. Here is uh, Eris's single. It's kind of a preview single coming on his new album called More. Listen to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network.
0: Lives till it all fell out on me, but I'll keep on. lost your faith in me till I lost your trust Now I'm facing my demons And I'm casting them out Cause the Lord is good to me I'll walk with Him now May our feet walk together Along in His hands I know you are hurting But give us a chance
2: Friends, we are back. That was more a track from my next guest, who's a Turn to the Left of Straight show, and I'm so happy to have him back. He's a musician, singer, and songwriter. I had the pleasure of talking to about a year ago now. I've been a huge fan ever since. He's also friends with our good buddy Tommy Garassi over there in New York. And it's just a pleasure to be able to speak to him. So let's go ahead and welcome him back to the show. Please welcome Mr. Eris. Eris, how you doing, buddy?
4: Hey, Scott, and hey, left the straight audience. I'm doing good. How are you doing?
2: I am doing fantastic. It's so glad to have you on. Um, we are in the middle, of course, of Corona 2020, and you are in the epicenter there in New York City. How are you holding up, my friend?
4: I am. I'm okay. Uh, it's been an interesting time here. Obviously, um, I've been pretty much self quarantined um i guess isolated but unhealthy uh not sick just keeping to myself for the better part of three weeks now so i haven't seen the outside world maybe for like 20 minutes during the last three weeks for very short quick trips to places but otherwise have been very very comfy at home
2: well good i'm glad to hear you're healthy there um of course, it's a huge financial drain on all the artists and gig workers out there. But it's got to be a weird time in New York, just the stillness of it all. I mean, we talk a little bit off air. It's still kind of busy out there. But it's got to be a little strain for a city that thrives on energy to be so shut down.
4: Yes, and I think that, um, you know, New Yorkers move quick in general. There's a fast pace that's always happening. So I think a lot of us now are confronting that. There's just not anything to do, aside from watch the news and kind of stew in our own situation. So, yeah, I I think uh, there's a lot of adjustment happening. I see a lot of people are, uh, you know, worried, and it's understandable. Uh, The panic buying seems to have slowed down a bit here, which is comforting. Uh, But I also have seen a lot of my friends get really creative during this time. So that's been inspiring, um, and it's inspired me to do the same.
2: That is amazing. I love hearing that. Um, I've been talking about a lot on the show the last couple of weeks that it is really creating outlets and, and and putting some different types of energy up or in different types of performances. We have so many great things happening. I was talking to my other guests the other day that just like tonight, I think there's three streaming things happening at 8 o'clock at night that I want to see so bad. We have a musician streaming something. I have uh, some other friends that are going to be doing a table read of a play. I have some other friends that are doing just a a chat from one of my favorite television shows. So it's really doing some creative content creating out there, and a lot of people just taking the time like you to 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 hunker into the studio and uh, plan their next steps, right? Yeah, and I'm
4: grateful to see so much um, beautiful art and so much content out there for people to um, absorb and digest during this time. And, and there's a, a connected element to it that I feel like maybe has been missing recently with a lot of the way we've been digesting stuff. You know, on our own time, mm-hmm. streaming something at our leisure, but now it's like, oh, okay, we're showing up for uh, a live performance online, It's and we're interacting with the audience that that live performance is drawing. We're seeing... Um, kind of a mini communities in all these performance areas and that's been inspiring and for me personally um, I've taken the time to get back in the studio and prepare to release my next album which I'm super excited about. It's called Through the Storms and uh, we came in off the top uh, playing More which is a track from that album Um, everything that you might hear today if I'm previewing tracks you know I'm producing uh, and writing everything so so The final product may be tweaked slightly, so stay tuned for more. Uh, No pun intended. Uh, But, yeah, I'm really (laughs) excited to share music because um, a lot of these songs I've been writing for a while, a lot of them have to do with uh, getting over grief, the the passing of my mom. Um, There's some songs about uh, mental health and self-care. And then I started looking at these songs again through the lens of everything that's going on right now and seeing if there was a way for these songs to carry an inspiration, inspirational message through these times to people. And, um, yeah, a lot of songs on the album hopefully will do that for people, and uh, the title track in particular, which I think we'll be listening to later, I'm going to preview a clip of it. It will be a world premiere for you, actually. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about that one because I feel like there's a lot of hope in it, and if people will relate to the, the struggle, but the hope that comes through that
2: for our listeners uh like you said we are getting through the storms right now it's a fantastic track that i'm looking forward to share uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the album in a second i mean you got 18 songs possibly going to sing so you've been working your little butt off my friend but let's give my listeners a real quick reminder about you i mean we learned a little bit in the last interview and they can look in the lesser straight archives for that but uh you talked just recently about your your mother who sadly passed away last year but uh it's got some great collaborations. You worked with Paula Cole last year. Talk about your music origins and what you've been doing in the past, that's leading up to today.
4: Sure, um, I, I grew up in New York, and uh, the city is so vibrant. It always has been filled with so many different types of uh, energies, artistic energies. And um, in my home, it was no exception. My mom toured in the 60s and 70s as a belly dancer and um, sometimes sang with the band that she toured with. So I grew up uh, looking at these amazing photos of her performing over the years and there's a, a bunch of them that are hanging on my wall still and it was so inspiring to see uh, this Irish American woman who decided, yeah, I want to become a Middle Eastern belly dancer and transform her life uh, with no dance training, her own costumes. So it kind of it uh, gave me the wings to find my own passions and where art would uh, inspire me. Um, first, it was poetry, and then uh, my adolescence that turned to songwriting. Um, in my teens, especially, uh, a lot of music of the '90s was very really informative for me. A lot of singer-songwriters, uh, the little hair movement, the alt rock scene definitely was. Um, the blueprint, I would say, for uh, the type of artist that I would become. And so I started writing songs uh, in the early 2000s, but just just for myself. And uh, in 2009, I released my first single. So I've been at this for a better part of a decade, a decade and and change. Uh, And um, Mm -hmm. the industry has changed so much during that time. I've been grateful to be able to ride that independent wave, and uh, crowdfund a lot of my work and connect with a lot of fans through that process. I'm um, doing the same thing this time as well um, with this new album, Through the Storms. Um, and prior to this album, I, I released uh, three uh, LPs. Uh, the last one was called Love, which we talked about the last time I was on your show. Right. Um, and that one um, has a track which features Paula Cole, uh, which is the title track. Uh, and that came out uh, about a year ago as a single, and I put a, a music video out Four months ago as well for that track which is really cool um, and yeah it's been an exciting time uh, just uh, prolific with music and connect um, with a lot of people um, so that's that's uh, the short version um, I'm happy to elaborate for you as well
2: well like you said I, I, we had a great interview the last time and I love the spirit of your mother it came through so much that time it comes through this time I hope listeners will go back and listen to that archive and and that last EP was amazing music on it. Let's talk about the next one. I mean, um, it really is a, a, a little different style. It has a little more different influences to it. Talk about the influences that led to this album.
4: Sure. Um, with my last album, Love, I really set out with the intention of uh, making an album that was uh, inspired by dance music. So... Across it, it genres, it uh, wasn't one type of dance music, and there were still ballads that had a dance beat, but um, my intention was to use a lot of electronic elements and uh, keep a steady beat throughout to be uplifting. This time, I let that go, um, and I really got back to my roots, which is um, rock and soul, and all these songs were written either on guitar or piano, and um, there's, there's no dance music on this album, but there's still a lot of great beat and a lot of movement. Um, and for me, this really harks back to, um, like I was talking about a few minutes ago, my my inspiration from the 90s and the alt-rock scene and the soul rock movement and um, the singer-songwriter movement of really bearing your soul um, and putting it all out there. And Not only writing and recording, but also producing for me allows me to have every control of every emotional element to convey the type of uh, emotion that I'm trying to give to the listener. So I've been grateful to be able to um, self-produce this time and uh, work uh, a lot on the underlying meaning of the songs and the emotional content as opposed to just doing an uplifting uh, dance album, which is fun and great and can still have inspirational messages and can be deep, but kind of keeps you moving past the pain, whereas this one, this album... I wanted to look at the painful moments and to understand them more and to find blessings through the pain and talk about more of the struggle um, and the resolution and how there is hope through that.
2: I love that. And like I said, there's so much music involved. You're planning on now maybe 13 tracks and possibly up to five bonus tracks on it. So you obviously had a lot of thoughts and feelings in the writing process the last year or so. Um, Talk about what kind of endeavor. That's a lot of music, my friend. you got a lot in you.
4: Yes. Um, uh, I'm, I'm blessed that I am prolific, which can be a blessing and, and a curse, because <laughs> what do you do with so much music? How do you release it? Um, with this one in particular, I knew I wanted to write a lot to, to get to the heart of what was the best way to say what I wanted to say. And I was very inspired in the last two or three years uh, since I recorded my last album to write and record these songs that some I had in my head for a long time, some were more recent, but to really bring them into, uh, into fruition and into life. And for this album, too, um, I'm excited because a couple tracks I get to feature, some uh, duets with friends of mine who are amazing singers, uh, like Kobe Cole, who's a soul singer in New York, uh, Vincent DiGeronimo, who I actually met through Paula Cole, um, Really, really powerful tracks, uh, great vocals, dynamic um, songwriting in those tracks. So those are on the album. Uh, Probably two or three duets or collaborations will end up on the album. Um, And it's meaty in terms of like the 13 tracks that I want to be on the, the standard album because I wanted to take the listener through a journey. And um, there's a lot in that journey. There's a lot of individual touch points. Um, like I was saying, uh, loss and grief, um, self-care, um, identifying triggers, uh, learning to love again, learning to love yourself. Um, so all those, uh, all those elements are definitely in there. And then for the people that are backing me on uh, GoFundMe, which is how the crowd's on here this time, I wanted to give them something extra, that not everyone's going to hear. So I had some additional tracks that weren't going to make it on the album, but I'm going to finish because it, it, it makes sense as a collection. But 20 tracks is allowed to put on a standard release for uh, the, the casual listener. For your fans, they'll, they'll listen to 100 tracks if you give them to But I wanted to keep it streamlined for, for people that might be hearing my music for the first time so they could see an arc there and not just get lost. in mm-hmm. more of like a catalog.
2: Well, let's talk about that all from the business side of it a bit, too. I mean, we we alluded to it earlier. The music industry changed so much where albums usually got a chance to tell a story and people would collect the vinyl and the artwork was so important. And the artist would actually earn a decent royalty per a single or an album. Now we have streaming where you might just earn pennies or less per play. How do you keep from being discouraged in this type of a market and how does it change the marketing itself?
4: That's a great question, and I feel like maybe the casual music listener doesn't know about these things and doesn't think about them. Um, You know, we we as a a society, as a collective, we kind of go where we're being taken. So, yeah, okay, uh, CDs are in. Great, everyone buys CDs. All right, now there's a new format, MP3s. Okay, everyone wants MP3s. Okay, now there's a new format, streaming. Let's do that. And as a collective, we're following through what's trendy and what's new. Unfortunately, during that process, there was also a devaluation of that um, the, the art. So like you were saying, when people used to buy a, a you know a compact disc or a vinyl or a cassette or even an MP3 album, you'd have a pricing structure where, I don't know, let's say there's 14 tracks on an album and you pay 15 bucks for it and each song was like a dollar each as an MP3. So the artist is going to make a portion of that or all of it depending on how they're selling it Um, but what changed then with streaming and people no longer purchasing music is now your your song can be streamed a thousand times and you get 40 cents the the whole idea of the value behind uh, the artist's work has shifted in a way which makes it easier for everyone to hear and that's a blessing right We, we can listen to thousands of albums without having to spend thousands of dollars but we've lost the ability to pick out the jewels and the gems and devalue them for what they're, they are. they are. I don't think everyone has. You still have a, a market that's resurging, which is uh, buying vinyl. Uh, even the cassette market somehow, the cassette tape market. They're, presu- they're producing cassette tapes again. I don't know who's playing them, but I know that they're producing them. So I think <laughs> that, uh, them yeah, on <laughs> I guess uh, you, you buy either an old boombox or a new, I don't know, but I think that it is all about <laughs> Staying um, ahead of the curve Or at least trying to ride that way. So for me, yeah, it was discouraging At first, because as, Coming out as an independent artist uh, Artist on my own label like re- re- Releasing independently uh, In 2010 it, You were told Oh, look how much promise you have You can put your album up And then people can find it and download it You don't have to worry about a record label You get all of the, the proceeds And then within a few years It was like, okay, now you, you're going to have to pay now to move your catalog to streaming. So in some instances, you might be spending $50 uh, either once or annually or every couple of years to renew that um, subscription. And you hope right. that the actual streams that you get are going to bear enough fruit to pay for what you just paid to, to distribute it, as opposed to people paying you. Now we're actually paying services to get our music out there. So, yeah, that is discouraging. But, like I said, uh, for me, the the biggest um, tool and resource has been crowdfunding because it allows me to connect with people that value music in general because I often offer or almost always offer um, musical perks when people crowdfund or pledge through my uh, crowdfunders. So they're either getting an album or a single or an experience or a combination of things. Yeah, and it's allowed me to either retain or grow the amount of value that I can find in making my work so I can continue to do it. Um, making good music, it, it can be expensive even if you do it yourself because there's still the, uh, the mixing, the mastering, the engineering, uh, if you, have to, if you don't play every instrument, you're still going to end up subcontracting. So the actual expenses, right. um, for me, uh, I'm also producing for other people as well now. So that's been a, an interesting way to pivot in this time where um, I can uh, find value in my creative process and other people can value it, but I can um, find recompense through either the production side of it or the songwriting credit. So that's been useful. So I think it's like you have to have many irons in the fire. That's the way to, um, you know, kind of weather the storm and get through the storms. Again, maybe pun intended that time.
2: Right, exactly. And I love that uh, you're able to keep doing that and doing, doing uh, true to yourself by creating these stories in full albums. And crowdfunding is such a great way to support your fellow artists and like I said, you do some great perks. You can get some boats- You get these bonus tracks on there. Um, so we'll we'll give that link at the end here, so everyone can find that. Uh, and like you said, vinyl's making a comeback. Who knows? I hadn't heard about this cassettes, but that's a little interesting. Everything old, new again. I'm old, Aris. I remember eight-track tapes. That's a horrible thing. If that ever comes back, I'm just going to shoot myself. I'll tell you, that was a pain in the neck a <laughs> music form. But. Uh, Talk also, for an independent music person, a lot of it has to do with gig work and playing gigs and performing. And obviously right now all performance has been shut down. But talk about the energy that that brings also to a song. Um, what do you like about performing live? What, what, what extras that add to it?
4: a lot of times these songs, um, almost all times, these songs start for me as a personal experience, uh, you know, like my therapy or an emotion that I'm trying to work out or a feeling that I'm trying to say out loud, and then it gets captured and I can, you know, record it and put it out and have a a connection with people that are listening to it separated from myself. But when I actually get to sing these songs live, um, the emotional feeling of being able to sing... Um, these very emotional songs and seeing people's reaction. And then people come up to you after the show and uh, just hearing people tell you their stories uh, of of relating to you because they've gone through a loss or they've gone through a breakup. And that's what music is about. It's about finding universal language, you know, Uh, finding connection, finding a way to not feel alone. And so that's my favorite thing about performing. And, um, yeah, during this time when you can't actually meet people in person and, and do that and have that experience, it is different. Um, again, I'm in the studio right now recording, so um, a lot of my energy is focused there. But I, I know that this summer, this fall, when I want to start um, performing this material and, and sharing it with people, I hope that it's a, we're in a place in time where we can all be in the same room without masks. But if I have to perform with a mask on, Scott, I will do it.
2: There you go. I, I like it. I like it. And talking about that feedback, let me know, have, do you have any stories of where your music has really reached out and touched on? We're in a social media age now where people can contact you on the Facebooks or the Instagrams or anything. How has your music, do you have any story of how your music maybe has affected someone else? Cause it's such a personal experience for everybody. And I have my own experiences with some of your music. Have you had any stories you might be able to share?
4: Yeah, um, one that comes to mind actually is um, there's these two wonderful guys um, in Germany who have become my friends, not only my fans. Um, through uh, I guess it was about a year and a half ago, I was doing a, a different crowdfunder trying to um, generate funds for my album Love and uh, the single Love and the music video for Love, and Through a mutual friend that had shared my link, these guys who are twins found my music and found me and became incredible supporters, but not in a way that is just like, uh, you know, just throwing you some money in your crowdfunder, but in a way that shows that they not only care about music but about me as a person. And um, I I've shared chats with both of them individually about how a song on one of the multiple albums, which they now have of mine, has touched them. I and mean, It's been different songs at different times for different reasons, but that's a more recent uh, connection. And another one that comes to mind is uh, when I got to sing with Paul Cole. We had performed live together before we did that Do duet on the last album. And uh, the experience was very powerful because it was a tribute to my mom who had passed. So after this performance... Uh, A lot of people came up to me from the audience who I didn't know, obviously. No one knew me either. They were just there to see Paula. But they just shared so many stories with me about how inspirational it was to them that I would be able to do that in that moment and and, uh, let my mother's light shine through me and um, celebrate her in such a way. So that was very powerful and very touching. And some of those people actually stayed in touch through the years and became fans of my music as well.
2: I love hearing stories like that and talk about the process for you in uh, bringing music out to fruition. Now you'll get this crowdfunding done. When do you foresee the album coming out? Does it all depend on as the funding goes, are you going to do a singles or you're going to create it as a a full album when it comes out?
4: I'm definitely going to release it as a full album. Um, I don't have a, for the full album, but I hope it would be by the end of this year, fall, winter. Um, You know, everything is so tentative right now in general. Right. So there's a lot of factors that feed into that. Um, In terms of funding, um, we've already hit 25% of my funding goal, which is fantastic because I just launched this campaign like a week ago or so, and I really haven't focus too much on it because we've been buckling down for this pandemic. So, Right. <laughs> but, um, I'm grateful that I, even at 25%, um, because I've already self-produced a lot of the album, and I'm just basically at this point um, making everything sound really polished, utilizing um, a mixing service that's not just my own ear, uh, mastering, and then we'll look towards the production. of Is there going to be a physical Uh, disc or (laughs) 8-track or how are you going to do it? Uh, (laughs) Will it it just be uh, digital distribution? So there's a lot of steps to this process. But um, I definitely will be releasing singles leading up to the release of the album. I don't know how many yet, probably two or three, and probably every couple of months. uh, The first one, uh, which is the title track, I'll be releasing probably mid-April or early May. Um, and it'll go out to my uh, crowdfunders and uh, base of fans um, in about two weeks, so they'll get it ahead. Um, And that's the one we're probably going to preview for everyone. I I don't want to jump the gun if if you got more, but just to let you know that what people will be hearing is um, expected out in like a month or so.
2: Yeah, I'm feeling very guilty that I get i get the pleasure of getting to hear some of this stuff ahead of time i thank you very much for that talk about my pleasure. Um, talk about touring for you uh do you prefer just to stay in new york do you like to tour outside of it what is your plans for this album are you going to stay pretty local with it um do you prefer going out on the road or is that more of a hassle than it's worth
4: It depends on the situation. Um, I think with my last album, it would have been a lot of a hassle because to recreate a dance album live, either you're just singing the tracks or you're really putting on a huge production. And I just, I was not ready to mount a huge production and I didn't want to just sing the tracks. So it made the the idea of touring with that album complicated. Um, Also the lead single, having Paula Cole on it, I don't have Paula Cole as an unlimited resource to come touring with me. So are challenging in that way in terms of if there was one thing that I really wanted to get out there and push. With this stuff, with this material, um, as I had mentioned, a lot of it is written just on guitar or or piano, and um, easier for me to get out many places to share these very personal stories. And yeah, in, in this instance, I, I hope uh, that in the next six months to a year, we'll be in a place where that's possible and I can. Uh, You know, visit some cities and share these stories and these songs with uh, my fans in those cities and friends and, um, you know, new folk that want to come and and listen as well. Um, And the plan also would be, in spite of either of those things, um, you'll be seeing more of me on uh, social media, either in the live format, doing live performances, or... Uh, pre-recorded live videos that i'll be releasing so even if i don't make it to a city there'll still be live um versions and uh concerts that i will be uh releasing and distributing so i'm looking forward to that and uh especially because they're, they're going to be really organic and um uh, very raw and uh, i think in during this time that's something that uh Seeing a a raw emotional performance versus seeing something that's super produced, I think we we relate to more probably why we're being drawn to everyone's live feeds as opposed to you know watching MTV.
2: Very much so. I think we're learning a lot from this about um, the the streaming experience, where you don't. It's not really about the. Quality style—it's about the substance, the substance of the person, the substance of the music, of the idea, of what they're trying to convey—and it's becoming a lot more personal with everybody. And I think that's a good thing that's coming out of this, actually, as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Just where can they find your music? Talk about the crowdfunding first to help you out. Where they can find that and talk about any websites or social media where they can be sure not to miss a trick as you start uh, releasing this content.
4: Sure. My uh, official website is aris.fm, A-R-I-S dot F-M, like a radio frequency module. Um, I-, I collect all my content there, so uh, the crowd will be linked right on the front page. Um, but if you want to check out direct, that directly, uh, it's at gofundme.com slash through the storms. Um, There's a dash in between those words, through, dash, the, dash, the storms. But I think if you search for it, it probably will come up as well. Um, And I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and I don't do TikTok, but I might be convinced at some point. Um, Yeah, so um, that's the best way to stay connected and and, uh, link up uh, and follow me if people are interested in hearing more. Um, I've got a lot of uh, content up on my website and um, a lot of music up on uh, streaming catalogs and um, uh, different ways that you can interact and either listen to or purchase the music if you're interested.
2: Fantastic. We're going to play out in a couple seconds here with uh, the title track here. Talk a little bit about where this one come about, if you don't mind setting it up. Sure. Uh,
4: This one is very personal for me it really deals with the feelings of uh, isolation and disappointment with the world, not looking like how you expected it to or wanted it to and trying to figure out where you go from there and um, learning and knowing that something better has to be ahead because the problems don't last forever. You know, uh, night doesn't last forever. The sun will rise uh, and the, the storms, uh, Will pass And That's what it's about It's about um, In general Those feelings But especially right now I think We're all feeling that
2: Well I'm excited To be able to World premiere this In just a couple seconds Here guys Listen to it This is the uh, Raw unedited Preview version Um and I'm so excited to be able to bring it to everybody. Also, Scott, we're going to do our five question segment with Eris here in just a little bit. Go a little more deep and personal on some things from him. So, Eris, thanks so much for being part of the Leftist Trade Show. Glad to have you back. You're welcome anytime, my friend. Be safe out there in New York City.
4: My pleasure. Uh, very grateful for the opportunity. And you stay safe, Scott, and your audience as well. Everyone, wash your hands.
2: There you go. I appreciate it. Guys, here is the world premiere of Through the Storms by the fantastic singer and songwriter Eris. You're listening to the Left of Straight Show right here in the Left of Straight Radio Network. We'll be back in just a little bit. And
0: i, I a make-
2: Right, guys, we are back. That was my interview with Eris. We just talked last week. I think it was last Thursday. Always a pleasure to talk to him. Um, so hard, man. He's one of those gig workers where he works his butt off between music, doing his gigs at night in different clubs. And of course, he does all of the jobs every other entertainer in New York does from catering to entertainment, scheduling and planning, uh, event planning. So we wish him the best of luck, and we're looking forward to new music. If you have a chance, get to that GoFundMe page. You can look for the link um, on the uh, Blog Talk Radio description page there. And if you have a couple bucks, please send it his way. We definitely appreciate it. But now we have a great new guest to the show for the very first time. Zach Day was a contestant this year on The Voice, the current season. It's actually playing tonight, um, recording the last round of Battle Rounds tonight. Unfortunately, Zach got knocked out of his Battle Rounds last week. Amazing voice, amazing singer, an amazing personality. I knew when I saw him on The Voice, I had to have him. He kind of came out publicly as gay on the show. He was out to friends and stuff for not very long before that. So it was kind of a, a great way to... Introduce himself to everybody and his music, even though he's been playing music forever. You need to listen to his Spotify, you need to listen to his YouTube channel uh, for some great videos on that. So we're going to go ahead and play his uh, opening song on The Voice. This got uh, the judges to turn around. You got Kelly Clarkson and John Legend turn around for him, And then we're going to do my interview with Zach Day. We're on Internet Connection, and it was a little spotty, so there'll be a couple of cutouts from here to there, but it was a great interview last Thursday. So here you go, Mr. Zach Day. I'll be back to wrap up the show in just a little bit. Uh, this is the Leftist Strait Show right here on Leftist Strait Radio Network. Take it away, Zach.
0: It's a to fight it.
1: I'm Zach, I'm 25, I'm from Stearns, Kentucky. Kentucky!
0: Are you the only one in your zip code singing like that?
1: I'm so excited for you.
4: I think you're in a perfect spot on this show where between these two coaches, they've tapped into every genre that's gonna help you go really far in this competition.
1: Thank you, thank you so much.
0: I love your voice, man. Your rhymes were incredibly cool. If I had to pick one word to describe what you just did, it was impressive. So I would love to work with you. Impressive feels very mild in this context. I'm contrary, man. Impressive is a really good compliment. If you came to my
4: show and said, I was impressive, I would say, Thank Thank you. It's like saying that I was whelmed. It was whelming. This is not the adjectives we
0: use for the performance Zach just gave us. I'm thinking... I can't use the adjectives that I want to use on television. (laughs) I'm going to say mind-blowing, otherworldly, amazing.
2: Thank you. All righty, friends. We are back. Guys, I'm so excited to talk to my next guest. I got to know him with the rescue when he auditioned for this season of The Voice on NBC. He was a two chair turn by two of my favorites, Kelly Clarkson and John Legend. He's been singing from a very young age, and not only has he been finding his voice on stage, he's also found it becoming an openly gay artist and using his voice and his hands, learning to translate music into sign language as well. I'm so excited to talk about all of that, so please welcome to the Leftist Trade Show for the very first time, Mr. Zach Day. Zach, how you doing, buddy?
1: Hello, everybody. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I'm so
2: excited. I'm excited to have you, my friend. I mean, this is a great opportunity for you. I'm doing all my research. You've been doing some wonderful music for so long now, and it's great that you got some recognition. By the time this is playing, unfortunately... You've been voted off. I'm so sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, sad. I mean, it is sad, and I've been kind of taking it a little hard, to be honest, because I think that well, you know, you live through it, and it, and I had some, you know, some time to <clears throat> excuse me, live with that for a minute, but then like when you have to go back and watch it, it's even worse. Right. So, <laughs> and especially no, I now, bet. like where I'm like, um you know, I can't really go out and gig and like play music right now due to like coronavirus and everything's closed down. So I'm kind of like just trying to deal with this in other ways. And um, hopefully once all this is, you know, figured out, I'll be able to go out and still play music and stuff.
2: Yeah. And talk about that a quick second. How's you and family and friends? How's the health where you guys hold up at and how you do holding up through all this Corona 2020 stuff?
1: Yeah, it's been really tough. It's funny because I moved to Nashville um, just a few weeks ago. It was like as soon as I moved here um, with actually another contestant (laughs) from the show, uh, Gigi, she actually just got um, her boot episode just aired as well. Um, but anyway, she's one of my really good friends uh, from the show, and we moved down here together. And then, like the de- the next day, was like the horrible tornadoes that came through Nashville. And then, like right. a couple days later, it was coronavirus. So I'm trying oh to my just,
2: goodness.
1: yeah, I'm just kind you of. You guys stuck are in really getting place. to know each other. Then
2: did she stay there? Did <laughs> you guys both stay there, or did you guys head back well, to family?
1: She went back home uh, for a little, while, I guess, during all of
2: Cutting on and off. Let's let's do that oh, part again okay. for something. I don't know if you're moving around or if the, all of a sudden the internet just went wonky, but um okay so I'll ask that again real quick here. So okay. are you guys able to stay together and get to know each other? Are you back at your own houses or what's happening?
1: Well, we've been living here for a little bit now, but he went back home to visit family and I um You know, I'm I'm just staying here. I've heard Kentucky doesn't really want people crossing the state border right now, which I don't blame them for. So I'm just taking some time to myself and playing a lot of Animal Crossing and um, doing a lot of yoga.
2: There you go. There you go. All righty. Well, let's go ahead – Get into it for everyone's on for the first time. I like to get a little bit of background information. So, go ahead and tell listeners a little bit about where you grew up. What kind of a kid were you? And what did you first want to be when you grew up? (laughs) Okay. Um,
1: So, I come from a really small town in Kentucky. Uh, I pretty much lived on a farm my whole life, just a really small farm. You know, we had cows and chickens, and we had a pony named Smokey, and all these, you know, little animals running around. And um, yeah, I was there until I graduated high school. And as soon as I graduated, I was like, I need to get out of here. But, you know, I have a lot of love for the people there. And there's a lot of talent there, too. I grew up, I was always a little bit different. You know, I like, knew something was different about me. You know what I mean? And like, um, right, I didn't. Right. <laughs> you know, as, as queer people, we all have, you know, something that, like makes us stand out a little bit or something that like, you know, it's just, we're special. And I always knew that about myself, but I didn't really couldn't put my finger on it. Um, I just started making really good friends with um, these, my, my two best friends, Heidi and Brandon, and the, the three of us grew up singing together. So, um, you know, we would skip school and, and teach each other how to play guitar and teach each other three part harmony. And that's really where I think all of us like honed our skill for music and yeah, nice. I mean, we would like make YouTube videos in my bathroom and like just be singing anywhere we could. And yeah, I guess I always just wanted to be a singer. I mean, I okay. I always would. I remember being really young, like second, third grade, and I would like have my friends like I was trying to teach them how to do harmony. And I was like, No, if you sing, I sing or whatever like i was always trying to get them to do and i was like that's not right like you guys have to learn this like go do your homework listen to s club seven like
2: oh my god I, was, I love it i love yeah that.
1: so that's that, that was me awesome. as a kid
2: very cool we'll talk about it. i mean you're you're out in proud office um artists you even said thanks for the for uh giving this gay guy a shot on the show, which I thought was amazing. When did you first come out to yourself and when did you first get a a sense of community within the LGBTQ community?
1: Okay. Um well yeah, so I kind of came out to myself probably I was kind of old, I say. I was like, I mean I guess I was like 18 or 19 when I first realized, I mean, when I first came out to myself, I guess. Um, right. and then, uh, I mean, cause I remember being in high school and like thinking I had crushes on girls and stuff like that. But <laughs> so then I was like confused and I was going through that. Um, sorry, can you still hear me?
2: Yeah, you're fine.
1: Okay, cool. I, it, I feel like sometimes it's cutting out too. Um, But, um, yeah, and then once I got to college, I guess, is when I really started, like, you know, coming out and figuring out who I was because I wasn't home anymore and I wasn't in, like, my really small town anymore, which is, like, I was really scared about, you know, being gay in the very small town like that. It's not the most um, comfortable place for queer people, I would say, (laughs) Um, sure. yeah. I think that basically once I, uh, could leave and look at myself, you know, in a different light and have a new, you know, new start in a way was, um, was really good for me. So, um, yeah. And then I actually, it's really interesting. I was nervous about talking about it on the show because I wasn't necessarily out to, My family, Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of music and writing a lot of songs and I had a bunch of music out before I went on the show. And I talk about, you know, my relationship with me, all the songs that I write are like super personal and really like, you know, everything that I talk about in the songs has happened to me. And so if my family wanted to know anything about my personal life, like I was always just like, well, it's there, it's in the music, but I hadn't really told them that I was gay until I auditioned for the show and the further I got along. Um, I knew, I mean, like I showed up to the first audition with like my hair and like a rat tail. I had fingernails painted and I was just like, (laughs) yeah, like queer artist that's just like here to like rock out. And they loved that obviously. And, um, they really wanted to talk about that on the show. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like it's me. But then I started thinking and I was like, oh my God, like I haven't even told my parents yet officially.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. So, um.
1: I was like, let me have a conversation with my family, and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> um, but I'm just so lucky that my family. Um, I mean, it was a moment like I had to tell them, and and I just texted them actually, and was like, yeah, you guys know that I'm doing this, and uh, they want to, you know, we're, we're going to talk about my life and what it's like to be a gay artist uh, from a farm in Kentucky, and that's just how it is. And, and they were luckily very supportive and it was, oh,
0: good. Good.
1: it was, it was really, I'm really grateful for that. And then, you know, they had well, I don't know how much I can talk about that, but like they brought my mom and my best friend, Brandon to, uh, to the blind audition. And then I remember them asking mom about it. And that was like the first time I'd heard my mom actually like talk about me being gay and stuff. And, but she did a really good job and like, I don't think they aired that, but um
2: right. yeah I'm
1: just it was it was just great and then so now I'm like looking back and I'm happy with um how everything was portrayed on TV and I'm glad that I could be you know a representation I guess <laughs> it is a big oh, lot of great. pressure yeah. but
2: and I yeah. have got, if you guys have a chance, you need to go listen to all of Zach's music. I had the pleasure of listening to him on Spotify, all the songs while I was prepping for this. And we'll be playing Zach's music throughout the show in the coming weeks for little bumpers. In, but you do write very personally, and they're, they're beautiful songs, my friend. Congratulations!
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, all the music that I put out is just like music that I've made in my kitchen or in my bedroom. And it's just like you know, stuff that I've, um, like my EP memos is just a 24 hour project that I did and I decided to put it online. So it was like, you know, I'm just happy to have like any of my music out there. Um, so hopefully now that I have a little bit of like, you know, clout from the show, (laughs) not much, but I'm hoping that my next release can be a little bit better, (laughs) I guess, but but at the end of the day, all the songs are super personal, and so if you can connect with it, then I'm really glad that uh, that they're there for people.
2: Well, they are powerful, my friend. I appreciate it. And then You said you were coming out a little bit in college. Tell me about this. You played Glenda the Good Witch in full drag in college. I got to hear that story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I should that.
1: have – yeah, I should have sent you some pictures, but I definitely have some out there. But, yeah, like – uh this is just recently a couple of years ago, I guess I was, um, I auditioned. I've been working with a theater company in Lexington for a little bit and they actually were like, I guess brought into the uh, university I went to, to be directors for wizard of Oz. And that's like the director and the music director and the choreographer. They brought all of them because they're amazing and whatever. So I had just auditioned just to see what I would get. And then in the callback, they're like, Zach, we want to hear you do um, Glenda the Good Witch. And a nice thing, or they're like, will you sing somewhere over the rainbow, but in the normal key in the up, up the octave. And I was like, um, yeah, I can try. And I just sing it like normal, like me. And then they're <laughs> like, okay, now do it, but make it funny. Make it drag, make it campy. And I was like, okay, so then, put on a big, you know, to do about it. And then like, yes. And then the next day they called me and they were like, we want you to do Glenda the Good Witch in full drag. We're going to have um, someone come in and do your makeup and we're going to get you together. And I was like, absolutely. I'm going to do it. And oh, they incredible. they had me looking gorgeous. I mean, the, um, <laughs> my my new drag mommy, as I like to call her shots with a Z, she came in and did my hair and makeup every day. I had to show up like two hours before the rest of the cast. Fully shaved. I had to shave my chest and everything just so that they could, like, get me together.
2: (laughs) That is hilarious. You got to send me a picture. If I don't get it on air, I got to see that picture. That's amazing. (laughs) Let's kind of start. Gearing into the music and the show here, I mean, I want to talk about first, let's talk about reality singing in general. You won a golden ticket to Hollywood American Idol a few years back. It's um, got to be the last time you cut your hair, by the way. You look very cute in both places. Um, Thank now you. The what's the excitement of competition and what's the downside of competition have you felt over these last two times? Okay,
1: sure. So, um, yeah, a few years ago, I auditioned for American Idol. So funny because I was like 18 or 19 when I was um, when I was doing American Idol for the first time, uh, you know, making it to Hollywood and stuff. And I wasn't really myself yet. The reason why I don't think I made it first was because I wasn't out as a gay person. I wasn't confident as an artist. I was just kind of learning who I was. I was very young, you know. Uh, right. It, it was just i i went to audition place actually a week before that uh before american idol and i got a no and they told me that they didn't think i was confident enough in who i was and then the next week i went to the american idol audition and i was you know i just went as myself you know as as m- much of myself as i could to that audition i i like i was in flip-flops and a t-shirt I was a (laughs) camp counselor at the time. So I had like, you know, friendship bracelets up my arm and marker all over my body. And I was just like, yeah, like I'm just here. I don't think I'm going to get anything because I just got told no a week ago from the voice, but I had like won this contest that let me cut to the front of the line at the American Idol audition. So I just went and then I ended up making it all the way through and going to Hollywood and everything. So, I mean, it was amazing. And then once I got cut from that, I was not near, I mean, I was a little sad, but I wasn't nearly as sad as I was about just now getting cut from the voice. (laughs) Um, Right. But I came back and I was even more like ready to go. Like I was, I was young and thriving and I was like so excited. And I just went and I just really developed myself as an artist after that. And like I dug into so much music. I, got Spotify premium and I went back and listened to every single album that I'd ever heard about or that I wanted to learn about or whatever. And that really shaped me. And then I just like really got to work on like figuring out who I was. And then I ended up making it, you know, on the voice. Um, So I would say that the upside to the competition is just, you know, you get to be around a lot of cool people and you get to learn a lot about who you are as an artist and where you stand amongst like other amazing artists. Uh, the downside is that you're being judged on something that you really care about. So like if I were to do another reality show or something, like if I ever, you know, I'm obsessed with reality shows, To just so you guys know, Um, I want to be on survivor really bad. So sorry. My, I just hit my mic. Um, I want to be on survivor. Um, (laughs) And so like, but a show like that, you're not necessarily getting judged or critiqued on something that you care about much. Like, singing music which is like my my favorite thing in the world so you're putting yourself out there to be critiqued and looked at and judged from everybody on something that yeah. you care about so much and so you're willing to do that. that yeah i mean if you're willing to to do that i mean and you can learn a lot from it but it's just like well it's different from just doing like survivor or something where it's just like a game as opposed to like, okay, this is, you know, you're being critiqued on the one thing you care about. <laughs> and, and right. so it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough.
2: That's a great point. I love that. Well, let's get into the voice first. I mean, I haven't read too much about it. I don't know if you have any insight information, but we all know that the uh, blind auditions and the battle rounds and knockouts are all pre-taped. Then we do the live, actually, um, people voting. Do they even know if they're going to have a season this year? Have you heard anything? <laughs> um, well, um, like you said, and
1: the voice official tweeted the other day, like, yeah, everything has been pre-taped up until, like, April. So after that, I I don't really actually know anything that's going to be going I'm on. Sure. So I'm, I'm no, kind of with that. everybody. I'm trying to – I mean – You know, I saw some friends that are that are in it. That have, you know, I'm just like, I wonder what they're gonna do because I don't, (laughs) I really have no clue uh, what they're gonna do. So I'm I'm on the edge of my seat as well, and I I feel really, I'm nervous, but I think, I mean, it's just really wild that all of this is happening on this season too. So whenever we go back and look at this season, no matter what happens, I think it's gonna be really interesting, and it's gonna be a standout season for more than just you know, the fact that everybody on there is amazing. Like we're gonna be looking back right. and trying to see like how did they deal with what's happening right now, the global pandemic. <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting
2: Exactly. And sure. even for all of you guys as artists, I don't know if blessing is the right word or not, but you kind of are all the equals they they might get one more group in the battle rounds, but everyone else is gonna kinda of have an equal showing. You all have your blinds, you'll all have the the, the battle rounds so you won't have the knockouts maybe a couple of you but you're going to have almost the same tv time so you're it's kind of uh it's like you said it's weird it's very weird <laughs> we'll it is weird
1: yeah i'm I'm <laughs> interested too but i'm also like i haven't i don't know it, it hurts me to watch it because i'm so sad about going home yeah. <laughs> but no, um I, I have to be i mean i'm i'm so excited to see like all my friends and see what they come up with and get to watch them go further and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like a win lose for, for me. Sure.
2: Well, let's get into the start here. Um, you had John legend around first and then Kelly Clarkson. I mean, Kelly's become a gay icon over the years. You picked legend. Did you have a game plan all along or what kind of led you to your decision? Well,
1: it's interesting because before the, um, Before the audition, I was just thinking that it was going to be the same coaches as the previous season. So I was going into it being like, well, I want to be with Gwen Stefani. Like that's who I want to work with (laughs) Nice. (laughs) because I grew up listening to Gwen and no doubt. And like, she was my first concert. And so I was really looking forward to like, hopefully getting to work with her. But then they like sprung the news on us that, oh, like Gwen's not here and we have a new coach and it's Nick Jonas. And I was like, oh, okay, well that changes everything. So honestly, I just went in um, and John legend was also like one of my top picks because I felt like he might be able to work with me and um, we could have a really good rapport. Um, And, you know, I was just really hoping anybody would turn their chair. So the fact that John (laughs) turned like really quickly, like 20 seconds into the song, I was like, okay, well, that means that he obviously really wants me on his team. And I had heard that he was like being really picky with like his chair turns and stuff. So, I was really excited he when was, he turned.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very cool. I mean, his I team like is stacked. So I had to, well, go Kelly
2: <laughs> loved you too. I wish you would have gotten Kelly. She didn't have many guys. I think you would have made it through battle, but all you can yeah. do is think about it, at least maybe you'll get on her talk show or something. Hopefully she'll bring you back to the talk <laughs> show soon. Yeah, we'll like see. see
1: uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, she, she's amazing. And it was, it was a tough decision, but I just, I think John fought for me just a little bit more, but yeah, right. looking back on it, it oh, they were been... giving her
2: grief. I mean, just watching that episode, they were giving her grief on her trying to woo you. She wasn't wooing you as hard as they thought they should. Be. Well, they also they cut out a lot of
1: stuff too, which is like funny because like she was actually standing up in her chair and she was like <laughs> she was like cussing and everything, and they can't show cussing on there. <laughs> Oh, that's so
2: oh it was God. really
1: funny, but I don't know. I was, I just kind of blacked out also. So.
2: <laughs> I bet. No, I bet. Well, well, like I said, you're, you're going to go far after this. my friend. And talk about that attention. I mean, did you ever put a Google alert to your name? You got all these interviews going every place. I was so happy to be able to get to talk to you. Um, uh, what's it like? Was, did you kind of prepare for it ahead of time to know you're going to see your story out there in a lot of different venues? Some you choose and some you don't. What's that like? Uh,
1: um, Not really. um, Because before, well, after everything was said and done, like I didn't know what they were going to air of me. Like, I mean, they could have aired nothing if they wanted to, they could have just montaged me or whatever. Like, I didn't know. And so I was just like, whatever, I'm not really. And like, my whole thing was like, I've never really went into this or into any kind of music competition or anything with the idea that I want to be like a super huge famous singer or artist or something. Um, I just love music and any opportunity for me to work with um, you know someone legend or Kelly Clarkson whoever it is like I'm gonna try that and just see what happens so I wasn't you know I'm not really worried about all of that but I've just been you know in stride and any time I get to do an interview or something just going for it and having fun and i just trying to make as many connections as I can because my next goal is to just like tour and make music and maybe back up for somebody or whatever I got to do. I'm going to do, I've been doing that forever. I'm just a hustler my that whole life. That is a great
2: so. dude, but nobody puts baby in the corner. You are background no more, <laughs> my friend. You got that amazing voice. Well, um, thank
1: you. Oh yeah. I wanted to say little- too, there's another, um, gay artist on the show he just his elimination was uh just aired as well but um jacob uh jacob daniel murphy he oh, really? i think he, yeah he goes i think he goes by like jdm on like instagram and stuff but you should try to get him on the show maybe because he is um you know he's openly gay too we were roommates throughout the whole filming process and stuff on the show and um he's awesome and he just did Good as Hell by Lizzo. That was his battle. I don't know if you watched that or not, but it was awesome. I did. And um, All right. I didn't yeah. know that,
2: though. You're going to have to do a little email intro. That's very cool intel. Thank you. Yeah, for, that, for sure.
1: And I made sure it was okay with him to like bring it up because I was like, hey, like, I'm doing this LGBTQ-friendly podcast, and, and I might bring you up. And he's like, yeah, go for it. So, yeah, he's he's amazing. And so they had two, but I was upset a little bit that they didn't And he was, too, I think, that they didn't really talk much about his, like, his background and him being gay. So it kind of looks like I was the only, like, openly gay contestant on the show. And really, he was, too.
2: Gotcha. Well, like I said, hook us up. We'll get him on the show for sure down the line. I want to get a glimpse into the mentoring a bit on the show. Tell me about John Style. I mean, we only get to see tiny little clips of you guys together. What was the actual time frame you got to be at I mean, I know it's only one battle round, but talk about um, that time frame. And did you get anything that really, uh, that really hooked in you that you didn't really know before, or anything that really stuck with you? Um,
1: well, I got to work with John hand, like a. I got to sing for John like a handful of times. Um, you know, we had the one where we worked with LMA, and then we had some times where we were filming. Um, like the stage rehearsals and stuff and he was there but I don't think they aired any of that for um for me but um you know I just went into it with an open mind I mean they gave us the song which was Adorn and I was and I know the song but I was just like okay I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do to be able to stand out on this because I was up against Mike um who had right. four chair turns and who was like they were obsessed with and he's amazing. Like, I mean, I was nervous, but I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to give it my all and see what we can do. I, you know, they put me up against him for a reason. John, you know, picks who he wants to go up against each other. So he put me up against him for a reason. Um And I was like, okay, well, I'm probably the underdog in this, but I'm going to fight. And I'm going to just, I'm going to go down swinging if I have to. And so I, I went into the uh the rehearsal with John and who was also amazing and I felt like me and her just really connected. They didn't show too much of that. I mean, they showed her talking good about me, but me and her were just like vibing the whole time and nice I, I you know, me and Mike the song a little bit before we went in to work with John, and we had it figured out and John was just like, Dang, like I really love what you guys are coming up with and everything is really good. Like, he was basically just like Zach, like just keep doing what you're doing. It sounds really good and work on that confidence and uh make it sexy make it swag and like, okay like i'll try <laughs> um <laughs> yeah I mean, it, it's a hard song to sing and remember they were talking about it they're like you know you got to make this girl feel like whatever and i was like y'all are funny
0: <laughs> i gotta
1: make funny. this girl feel something okay um and then and then they and then i was like actually like i'm gay and like, oh, okay um anyway but yeah you know there's a lot of stuff but honestly he was just giving me a lot of I mean he was just like yeah you sound really good just keep it up keep doing what you're doing it's going to be a battle like I don't know to pick and blah blah blah. and then the stage rehearsal he was just like yeah this is much better like you guys are bringing here and and then you guys saw the back and that was it
2: very cool all right Well, let's talk a a bit more about the friendships that you get on a show like this. As you said, you end up moving in with one of your fellow contestants, and you also probably um, knew Mike a little bit before you got paired together. Talk about the bonding process. I mean, artists are are group and community-based anyway. Talk about the friendships you made and the camaraderie part of the show, even though it is a competition. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I made some amazing friends out of this, like lifelong friends. Obviously, I living with, you know, one of the contestants right now, and there's still people that I talk to, like, every day, um, yeah, you're there, for, you know, I can't say, like, how long, but you're there for a long time, and you're working with, you know, you get to see the same people for a long time, and, um yeah, you know, I've, I've been, so I'm used to this quarantine life, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's been um, amazing, and a lot of really um especially just like and it's just like you know, when you had downtime you could go into each other's rooms and we would just pull out our guitars and just like go through and do like songwriting circles and just play songs for each other and it was it is stressful because it's a competition but at the end of the day we're all there you know by ourselves and we're trying to figure out you know just something to relate to somebody because we need that you know as humans we need connections so um more or less, it's just us like building each other up and, and realizing that, dang, everyone around here is is amazing. So take what you can, you know.
2: There you go. I love that. That's, that's fantastic. Well, it, it's great to have that camaraderie music, entertainment, business in general is one of the ones that really bring together, I think, music more than just because it's really not a competition for a lot. It's a competition show, but music in general is very supportive. I think, of each other. I think it's a very supportive community on the whole, right? Yeah,
1: for the most part. It just depends on who you're, who you're around and who, who to associate yourself with. But, you know, the people that I tend to associate myself with are just amazing. And, like, not just through the show, but back home, um, there's just so much talent where I come from. And, like, all those guys. I mean, like I said, I was singing back for, like, different bands, like, back home and opening for, like, different fans um that are my friends and just and to like get you know work on that with with people that I know personally for the show. And so yeah, it's just you know you've got to have that and you got to have people that are willing to work with you and that you respect as a musician but also respect as a person. Luckily, I have a lot of really good people in my corner. And I'm just trying to expand that. So, like, that's one reason why I moved to Nashville is because I know – I mean, there's actually a few people from the show who live in Nashville that, uh, you know, we're planning – we were planning on gigging together and opening for each other and doing – putting together a little tours and stuff. But right now, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. But – and then, you know, I've just been – I was supposed to be, like, going out and gigging all all this past – last couple weeks. But it's kind of put a damper on things. But – you know it's just it's all about networking and finding people that um you respect and just having fun i mean that's that's all I'm doing, so there you go, and
2: people want to get a, get the heck out of Dodge and leave their house when this is over. you're gonna be playing every night of the week. people will go out every night just to get out. yeah
1: I hope so, <laughs> yeah, I
2: think I'm ready come back with the vengeance I bet yeah <laughs> um, and like you said, what you, you kind of said your goals. You want to maybe do some backup on things, which, like I said, nobody puts baby in the corner. I want you to do full frontal things here. Uh, play on words, obviously. <laughs> uh, what what kind of goals do you have? Do you, do you want to stick in Nashville since it's such a music town? Would you mind traveling around? Um, I know a lot of uh, Pride people are going to be wanting to call you to get you for Pride. Don't you get Pride going again? What are your goals for, for the future oh. here?
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I'm I'm here for um, just a little while, just kind of testing the waters and seeing how I feel about it. Um, and then, no, I'm definitely open to traveling and doing whatever. I would love to play a couple of Pride festivals. I'm hoping that, like, Louisville Pride or Lexington Pride in Kentucky, which is where I'm from, will um, will have me for sure once everything is, you know, up and running again. Um, but, no, like, I mean, I was supposed to be in San Francisco this week, like, opening up for a contestant on the show thunderstorm also team legend um but you know that got canceled so I'm and I'm supposed to be going to LA in May to do some really cool music stuff that I can't really talk about yet but I'm so excited for um hopefully that doesn't like get canceled but you know we'll see um but no I'm definitely open and I'm hoping to put together a little tour you know throughout Kentucky and then maybe if if it goes well just keep going and put together a little tour all over the place and just play, you know, wherever anyone will have me. I I love to play, um, like they didn't show it on the show, but I play guitar and I play keys and I have a really cool, uh, vocal looper that I use to build harmony because my, one of my favorite like things to do is sing harmony, obviously, you know, I'm a backup singer, but, um, yeah, I have like this, I have a lot of cool stuff that I want to be able to show, you know, audiences and, I just I love music so much, so I'm ready to go. I'm ready to just get to work, and that's that's my my great. hope and my goal.
2: Well, you are amazing, my friend. Like I said, I have done a lot of research. I've seen your guitar playing. You've made some of those videos that with with you doing all four harmonies, which I think is freaking out of this world. So <laughs> Thank you. very cool. Um, I'm from L.A. I've been banished to Northeast Ohio here for the last 20 years, but I have some very good ends at Columbus pride, which isn't too far from here. We're going to have to get yeah. Columbus pride baby. That'd be amazing. Um, I don't know if it's going to go this year. Cause it's usually very early in the season. and I think they may cancel it, but yeah. uh, I'm going to get you into a couple of prides if I can, for sure.
1: Uh, thank you so much. Nope. That'd be awesome.
2: Um, all right, well, we got to start wrapping stuff up here. I want uh, everyone to know, uh, where they can find you, like I did talk about, where they can find you on Spotify. Where, where's your music at? Um, do you have a website? What's your social media? So everyone can uh, fall in love with Zach like I have.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I have music on Spotify and Apple Music. Just look up Zach Day and anywhere you can find music. I've, I've got it out there. My Instagram is You Know Zach. Um, which is like, you know, like, oh, I know, oh, you know, yeah, like, you know, Zach, <laughs>
0: um,
1: and, you know, I've got so much music on there, I've been putting out music on my Instagram for years and years and years, and so all this stuff is backlogged of, like, <laughs> music that I've been making, like you said, like, these little videos and of uh, me doing harmonies and all this stuff, so, yeah, if you get bored during your quarantine, just scroll down and you'll see all kinds of, of videos of me singing and um, i'm just going to hopefully get back into that soon once i'm allowed to and um i'm ready to just like keep putting out content cuz that's one of my favorite things to do is just like make music and make people happy so that's what i'm here for
2: well you do it well my friend and you have an amazing voice you do have great co- you can even if you go to his youtube channel you can even see his audition for survivor guys it's fun stuff you got to go check <laughs> oh out that stuff <laughs> It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I forgot that was
1: up there. I'm like, wait, I thought I made that private. I guess not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you better go change it real quick. You have a couple of days before this airs. <laughs>
1: right. Oh, well.
2: Well, Zach Day, thanks for being on the Left of Straight show. You are amazing, my friend.
1: Thank you so much. I can't wait to listen to it and go back. I've seen that you've had some awesome people on here, and I'm going to be like following everybody that's like on the
2: show. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Well, stay on the line for me. Guys, we're going to play out to uh, an original from Zach Day. And like I said, keep on the listen to the Left of Straight show in the future here. We're going to be able to play some more of Zach's music uh, in between guests. So we're going to go ahead and play out with little Zach Day. You're listening to the Left of Straight show right here on the Left of Straight radio network.
0: put trust in you I may never get close to you See the sweat that I earn
2: going to go very very far we have to have him back again very soon look for both my fantastic guests both uh, uh, Zach's and Eris's music wherever you can find it purchase music when you can I mean streaming nowadays these artists really get like half pennies per stream so whenever you can go to their websites or to wherever uh, you can purchase it try to do that Besides streaming and really help support these artists, especially now in this time when gigs are scarce. So, guys, it was a great show today. Thanks again to my guests, Eris, and to Zach Day. Tomorrow, we got a whole brand new show for you. We got three guests on, actually, four. Um, I got some great pre tape interviews with Archer Love. He is an author and a CEO of Now Alchemy. It has a great line of wellness products that I came across when he was on the web with Demi Lovato a couple of weeks ago. And I uh, reached out to him and had him on my show. We talked to him last week. So he'll be on the show tomorrow. And I have two great authors. Stephanie Schroeder is a, uh, works for the homeless and is a mental health advocate and uh, co-edited a great book called Head Case. And we're talking about uh, mental health in the corona uh, era here we have going on this month. And talk about her book. So she'll be on tomorrow. And then Chris Bedell's returning. Chris writes great uh, male-for-male young adult romance and suspense novels. He has a couple new books out. So we're talking to him tomorrow as well. And then at the very end, we're going to tease our buddy, um, Kevin Grant Spencer, has a new project trying to make money for servers and gig workers in the L.A. area. And uh, him and his buddy Matt Ledwinski, um have been good friends of mine for a while for the show, and uh, I really want to help get out the word on that. So he's going to pop in for the last 15 minutes of tomorrow's show around 745 and talk about this special event they have going on this weekend uh, with some very sexy boys uh, to help raise money for some gig workers out there. So tune in to that tomorrow. Guys, I'm doing so many great pre-tape interviews. I have lots of guests coming up in the coming weeks. We have a fantastic writer and director and producer, Michael Virati, I think is going to be on next Tuesday, along with Adam Rothenberg from Call Me Adam. It's an amazing podcast and blog where he talks to all sorts of Broadway celebrities and singers and the like that I listen to every time. He is so prolific in everyone he talks to, and I love his interviews. And then we'll be talking to my buddy Adam from Equality Ohio here. He's on the Equality Ohio law team. But we're gonna talk about a different version of law that applies to all the states and especially what your rights are as far as housing and um, access. I mean, during Corona time for loans for small business and things, we have a whole bunch of uh, interesting conversations with him along with Jake Taylor, who's a model and a gamer. Um, Josh Robbins, who's been on the show before, a great motivational speaker. And James Duke Mason is a political and LGBT activist from L.A. He's got a great new web series. He has interviewed Leslie Jordan, who is so hot on the Internet right now. And uh, so we're going to have him on the show very soon. Lots of great interviews coming up. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Left of Straight Show. Please follow me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Left of Straight, and Left of Straight is always spelled L-E-F-T-O-F. S-T-R, and the number eight. You can follow me on Facebook at the Left and Straight Show or send me over a, a friend request. I have a public profile under my name, Scott Fullerton there. And then please uh, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast distributor. You can go to iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're on all the major outlets there. And if you find an episode you like, please give it a nice five-star rating that puts us up in their search engines so more people can help find the show. So, great day. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time for another great two hours of The Leftist Trade Show. And thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye.